Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Today on Discovered Wordsmith, I want to welcome Shannon Felton. Shannon, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. All right. Well, Shannon, before we get started talking about your book, let's find out a little bit about you. So tell us where you live and some of the things you like to do besides write. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, right outside Phoenix. So you're not Um, getting the cold weather I'm getting today. (laughs) No. Where are you at? I am in Northeast Ohio, and it's actually snowing in parts of the area. Oh, you're so lucky. I love snow. (laughs) I do too. Yes, I agree. Oh, it's beautiful. You wake up and it's a winter wonderland and the world is transformed. Absolutely. But I've been to Phoenix and besides killing you when it's hot, it's it's beautiful in its own way there too. So yeah, it can be. We're moving soon to Georgia. So end of the year. We won't get excited about that either. (laughs) A little baby. I'm sorry. What else do you like to do? What are some things you do? I do all kinds of stuff. I'm always finding something new to do. Right now, I'm learning to play chess. I went through a bread-making phase. We had fresh bread, like, every day. My family loved it. Just kind of anything. I get bored easily. I like to change things up. Okay. So So why did you want to start writing? I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always loved to read and creating worlds and losing yourself in the book is just the best feeling. And I want to do that for myself and for other people. And as a kid, we'd get these assignments, write a short story, a short paragraph, and I'd fill out the whole page, flip it over, fill out the whole back of the page, just go way beyond the assignment. So yeah, I guess that's why. (laughs) Okay, nice. And so the book we're going to be talking about is called The Prisoner of Stuartville. Um, yes. So why did you want to write this book? And tell us a little bit about the book. When I was 12, my mom started working with the federal prison system here in Phoenix. And they had this company picnic day. And I'll never forget this. It was at the facility. And we're like roasting hot dogs and playing tag and 20 yards away there's prisoners walking around the gate and I'm 12 and I'm thinking oh my gosh what did they do and why are we here with them and just that weirdness the two worlds colliding really stuck with me and then when I was 14 we moved to a small town where prisons were more a way of life there you could hear the sirens at night and there was nothing else around so there was tons of ghost stories (laughs) And when I went back a couple of years ago, a year before I wrote Prisoners, I was like, oh, wow, I've got to write about this place. Like, I've got to take people on a visit to this town, even though it's totally exaggerated in the book. It's not nearly as evil and horrific (laughs) as it is in the horror story. But I just thought this place has so much character. It deserves to be told. Oh, nice, nice. So, So before we talk about your book, what's your cat's name? Oh, can you hear her? No, I saw yeah. her a little bit. She is four weeks old. This is Twiggy. 
Oh, and she's been <laughs> crawling all around my lap. So adorable. Yeah. So, all right. So give us a little bit of what the book's about without giving it all away. It's about a boy and his friend. They're playing Mortal Kombat down in the basement, set in the 90s. And the mom comes down. She's a prison guard. And in this town, everybody's involved in the prison some way. You're either a prison guard, you're a prisoner. It starts off three reasons people move to Stewartville is they have family in prison, they are in prison, or they work for the prisons. So Denny's mom is a prison guard, and she comes downstairs to the basement where they're playing. And she's mad and she takes her steel toe boots and she throws it against the wall and these bricks fall out of the wall. And then she leaves and they look behind there and there's the tunnel in Denny's basement and Denny wants to explore it. Our main character, he's lived there all his life and he's, no, there is nothing good behind this wall. We are not looking back here. And Denny keeps pushing it. And then a lot of awful, horrible things begin to happen once this tunnel opens. And our main character is trying to figure out what's going on while also trying to figure out who he is. Is he going to wind up a prisoner or is he going to wind up working for the prisons? And he doesn't know. He, and he doesn't feel like it's in his hands. Stuartville is going to make that decision for him. Um, and so you have to read the book and find out what happens. Nice. So what would you say this is like a suspense thriller or what type of book would you say it is? I would like to say it's a literary horror, but that might be a little <laughs> pretentious. But I guess it's thriller, suspense, horror. There's some supernatural. There's some occult. There's the idea of a monster. So it's really got a whole bunch of different genres within horror in it. Okay. That's slasher. Okay. And can you think of any books that are out there that are similar to this one for people that? are listening i maybe salem's lot a little bit because it's also about a town with all these creepy things happening one of my big influences and i'm not i don't know if i'm going to say his name right chuck palinuic he wrote fight club yeah. it's got that grungy feel to it okay did you intend to write a horror grungy book or is this just kind of what came out it's kind of what came out. It's where I found my voice. I'm a catastrophic thinker. Like worst case scenario could happen. I'm thinking of it. So that's how my writing goes. It could be, I'm trying to write a romantic picnic and next thing there's an ax murderer because <laughs> I'm terrified of that happening yeah. in real life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that because I did the same thing. I Writing it, once I realized what I was writing, that just came out naturally instead of trying to force something. Uh, yeah much better yeah so is this independently or do you have a, an agent a, a publisher or anything like that independently right now a small press bridget's gate press it's the second release for this book before that it was through silver shamrock um, and bridget's gate has just been awesome they've got us social media managers publicists so it's really worked out well. And the horror community is so great. And it's so close-knit, especially like on Twitter and social media, that it just feels like there's a tight community there supporting authors and artists. Nice. So you say it's a second release. So they printed it up, put books out there, it sold well, and they said, let's do another run? Yeah. And the first publishing company shut down. 
And Bridget's Gate Press was contacted me and said, we'd love to carry your book. So I was like, oh yeah, great. Thank you. <laughs> cool. And is this your, your very first book or do you have other? This was my first one. Yeah, that's what I, um, I, I wrote some, a short story afterwards, after Prisoner got picked up. The short story was published first in an anthology. And I have a few more short stories out there. But it was my first long fiction. Okay. How did it feel when you had a publisher and then they're like, yeah, we're shutting down? That was, I didn't even know what was happening. Honestly, somebody wrote me on Twitter and they said, did you hear the news? And I was like, what news? And I went on there. There was some drama involved with this publishing company. I don't really want to get into it, but I got into Twitter and I saw and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm done here. But it was also exciting. Okay, let's see where the next journey is for this book and where we can go from here. That's a good attitude. If you were having any regrets or double thoughts, then, you know, it actually maybe worked in your favor. So good, good attitude on that, I must say. <laughs> okay, when did the book come out? February 2020. Okay. So right. it's been a two-year release now, and I'm just finally getting started on a companion novel for Stewartsville. The sophomore novel is really hard. Once you get that first one, you're like, I don't want to write the exact same thing. I don't know what else to write. What if it's not as good? It's really hard. And I've read online, the sophomore book is just a killer to get through. So is this new one going to be a sequel or something different? It's going to be like a companion novel. It's going to run alongside the events that's occurring in the first book. So it's not a prequel or a sequel. It's in the same universe, same timeline, different character. Oh, so it's a series, but different. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. It was one of the minor characters in the original book, and I thought it'd be great to see her perspective. She played a big role in what happened with our main character. So I thought, let's see it through her eyes and what's going on here. Okay. I like that idea. I like that. What are people saying, readers saying about the book now? They seem to like it. It's got good reviews, um, 4.3 on Goodreads, doing well for something on Amazon. They really like that Stuartville winds up being the main character of the novel. And I'm really happy readers got that because that was my, that's what I tried to do when writing it. We have Casey, the main character, and but he's more of an observer. He tells us about Stuartville. And even though the town, of course, doesn't have a voice, you really get the sense that this is who we're following. This is the main character in the book, is okay. this town. That's nice. Yeah. I just watched some horror movies over the weekend with a friend, and we were pointing out how some of them make the building or whatever character and how to do that in a horror and why it works well. So I think that's interesting. Right after that discussion, I'm talking to you, which is the same type of thing. That's really good. So Great. Now, if you had a choice, would you choose to turn this into a movie or a TV show? Oh, I think a movie would work better. Okay. Maybe now that I'm doing a companion novel, it would be good as a series, a TV show. But I think a movie would be great. Just something like Lighthouse or Witch. That art house horror yeah, okay. kind of feel. Going for 
the big ones that aren't the blockbusters, but uh, yeah, but, hereditary. Oh, hereditary. That was a gut wrencher, but I'd love to do a movie like that. <laughs> Did you watch Midsummer, the one after hereditary? Yes. Yeah. I like that one a little bit better. Really? Uh, hereditary just really got me in the gut. That was a, an emotional, horrific, like the emotions were worse than the horror that was occurring in the movie. The real life, which I love, would and that's how Stuart, the prisoners of Stuartville, is. But nice. that's well, right. Uh, if you got any horror fans listening right now, uh, probably just had them going, "Oh, well, I'm gonna check this book out because yeah, good choice horror movies, I must say, not your typical run. Nice, I like that. <laughs> and do you have a website? And where can people find your book? I don't have a website right now. People can find my book on Amazon or at Bridget's Gate. They have a universal link for all different sellers. I'm on Twitter not very often. I'm not great with social media or online things at all, okay. um, but I do post occasionally and then maybe delete it later. I don't know. <laughs> but, okay. All right. Do you have, is your book in Kindle Unlimited? Is that why it's mainly on Amazon? I, yes, it's on Unlimited. You can also get the paperback. Okay. Do you have plans later to go wide with it or are you doing well enough on KU you're going to leave it? I would like to go wider with it, get it into more stores. We'll see. Bridget's Gate has been great. They said if we get offers that will help us, they're more than happy to help us have those offers come through. So I'm not stuck with one um, publisher, one access point. I don't even know. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's good. It sounds like you've got a good group that you're working with. Yeah, they've been fantastic. Great. And you already told us uh, about your next book. So let me ask you, what are some of the books and authors that you've enjoyed reading throughout your life that are your favorite? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. I have I read anything and everything. Um, I don't know. Beloved by Toni Morrison is one of my favorite books. And it's also a ghost story. I don't know if you've read it, but it's... No, my mother did at one point. I remember her telling me about it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just a beautiful novel. My husband and I were going through Netflix or something the other day, and we came across Communion with Christopher Walken. And we both went, oh my gosh, I remember reading this book as like a teen and it terrifying me, these aliens creeping into this guy's room. And there's been so many influences just... Even as a kid reading Sweet Valley High Halloween specials, R.L. Stein, Fear Street, Stephen King, all kinds. Yeah. I'll read anything. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse, when I was 10, my mother bought me a box set of books for Christmas, and it was a Stephen King box set. So that kind of melded me right there. Here, every yeah. kid should read Stephen King. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and where you live, in Phoenix, and I know it's an interesting place uh, to get around, but do you have any favorite bookstores there? Just the Barnes and Noble. I know that's awful, but it's just right up the road. We're in a more of a farming community out here outside of Phoenix. So yeah, Barnes and Noble is our closest. We've got the kids. It's just quick to go over there. Yeah. And I, that's, I remember Phoenix being like that walking around in the areas, I'm like, wow, this is 
you think it's just a big open sprawling desert and there are definite places like that but there are areas too where it's like a, a small town mm-hmm. but yeah it'd be nice to have more bookstores but <laughs> yeah i get it i well, would love to open one <laughs> i just had a friend do that like a pop-up bookstore uh, how'd it go it's going good for her she's got five or six places scheduled for this fall uh, oh nice always wanted to have a bookstore and this was a way to do it without investing in a big building and all the books and she keeps up with the latest hot books and stuff she put my book out on her table so I'm like, oh, okay, nice. good, good for you let's do it do you get a chance to promote your book often uh, why don't we do it here <laughs> yeah I can I'll look it up and send you some info it, how she does it and things so yeah that would be interesting I'll let you know sounds good all right Shannon, before we talk a little more author stuff, if someone came up to you and said, hey, I heard you wrote a a book, why should I get it and read it? What would you tell them? Oh, wow, that's a tough one. I knew you were going to do this. Uh, I think if they want to lose themselves in a world for a couple of days, it's a quick reading book. It'll take you on a tour of a place that you're probably going to love. And that might terrify you a little and make you feel something. So that's why you should pick up the book. Great. I don't, you edit this, right? Like <laughs> all the bad stuff all, out of here. The, all the mistakes I leave in. Oh, um, great. That's the most fun part. <laughs> you won't have to edit anything then. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. That's great. I've had a lot of authors have something prepared for that. And it's what they tell people all the time. But I've had a few other authors go, Wow, that's a good question. I'm going to have to write that down because somebody else might ask that. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I got it. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember that one. And it's hard. It's hard talking yourself up. I think a lot of authors have trouble with that too, saying, oh, it's the best book you'll ever read. It's uncomfortable saying that. (laughs) Which isn't necessarily true. I have a buddy who reads nonfiction war books. So he would not agree with that statement. That's why I never make a statement like that. Yeah. Shannon, I appreciate you sharing the book with us. We'll have links in the show notes. And it sounds really cool. I'm a big horror fan. So thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over a hundred episodes, lots of authors go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use. So I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, 
it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you. 